Greetings. This is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Gap Radio, which is the podcast for real financial advisors all over the world. Today is a book review, and I want to review another book. In fact, let me make a promise to you. I'm only going to review books that have changed my life. And so if I say that every time, it's because it's true. Every book I do a book review on, I want to something that really, really changed my life. And the book I want to talk about today is a book that I just finished, Deep Work by Cal Newport, subtitle, Rules for Focus Success in a Distracted World. This book really did change my life. It's amazing. And if you're not familiar with Cal's work, really, actually, all you have to do is pick this book up and read it. I was going to send you to his website, which would be great and fine, but you'll learn based on how he works after you read the book that reading this book would be the best thing you could do. Now, for this review, I want to tell you a quick story. And this happened like 15 years ago. And I'm telling you this to give you an idea. Like I've been thinking about this for a long time. And this being like, how do I figure out what my unique ability, that's a Dan Sullivan at strategic coach term. What is it that's uniquely mine that I can spend more time doing that so I can contribute in a larger way to the world? And the story is this. I have a friend and I'm going to call him Dr. Dave. And Dr. Dave was a next door neighbor of mine, a really good friend, and honestly, one of the best people I know. And he was an emergency room doctor. And we used to mountain bike and climb and hike and ski together. And and it's always handy to have a really good friend in those activities that's also an emergency room doctor. We also had really active family. So whenever there was something wrong with our kids, Dave would help us out. And I helped him with his money. He helped us with our injuries. And one day I fell and split my head open And it was more than he wanted to take care of on his kitchen table. So we drove up to the emergency department in the hospital that he worked in. And now I know Dave's a really good guy, but this surprised me. We walk into the emergency department and everyone from the receptionist, nurses, everyone, the other doctors are like, Dave, Dave, like high fives. Yeah, like so happy to see him. And I remember when we left, I was like, Dave, what? what was that all about? You're like a rock star. What what was that all about? And he's like, he said, and stick with me on this because I got to explain what it means. He said, I I move the meat, right? And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) you got to explain that to me. And he said, well, emergency departments get really stressful when they get backed up. The patients get stressed because there's a bunch of them in the waiting room. They're not getting seen. The doctors get stressed because the pressure of the receptionist, the staff is clearly stressed because they're the ones taking all the heat from people complaining and yelling and having to watch somebody suffer in the, you know, the waiting room. Like, but it, it, everything goes better if we just get people in quickly and we're efficient. And he wasn't talking about like not being thorough. That's not at all the point. The point was, let's just be efficient. And And he said, so the way I do that is I only do what doctors can do. I only do what only, that's the better way to put it. I only do what only doctors can do. I said, give me an example. What are you talking about? And he said, okay, so some of my colleagues, other doctors, if you need to call, you've got a patient and you need to talk to their primary care physician about their medical history before you make a decision, most of my colleagues will go to the phone, dial the phone. You know, it's only going to take a 
30 seconds, right? They'll dial the phone, they'll call the physician, they'll talk to the physician, they'll find the physician, they'll talk to the physician. And so that's just a little example where you think it'll only take 30 seconds, but it ends up taking five minutes, five or 10 minutes to, you know, you got to call them, you got to find them, you got to page them, you know, all of those things. I, on the other hand, know that somebody else could do that. And so a member of the staff, I'll say, hey, could you get Dr. So-and-so on the phone, right? And he said, that's just one little example of being really good about only doing what only doctors can do. And that had made Dave a rock star. It had made patients happy. It made staff happy. And, and I remember thinking, okay, gosh, how do you get when you're at work, how do you get more and more of your time only focused on your, what Dan Sullivan calls, unique ability? And deep work really helped me. It doesn't talk about that. It talks about the benefit of doing deep work. And the fundamental claim is, in a world where the ability to do deep work, really focused, concentrated work, is becoming a very rare commodity, very few people can do it, and simultaneously, deep work is becoming more and more valuable. Fewer and fewer people can do it. There's less supply of deep work. And so when you do it, the world really, really values it. It, it was amazing to me the depth. And in fact, I got to tell you about how I learned about deep work. I was having a great conversation over the phone with Brian Johnson. And if you haven't checked out Brian Johnson's work, you should. Philosopher's Notes, Brian Johnson, $10 a month for amazing amount of good stuff in your inbox. And I was talking to Brian and Brian said to me, Carl, you're, you should see my calendar. You're the only person on my calendar. You're the only appointment on my calendar for a month. And I looked at my calendar and was like, my gosh, man, I don't, I don't have a free half hour this month. And Brian was like, no, I, I know exactly what I only I can do. And I'm focused on doing this sort of deep work. And then he said, in fact, have you read Cal Newport's new book? And I was like, no, is there any way I can talk to Cal? And he's like, well, no, actually the reason you can't talk to Cal is because he's very hard to reach. And I was like, what do you mean? He's an author. Like authors can't be very hard to reach. He's like, uh, yeah, they can. <laughs> you know, Cal's very hard to reach. And in fact, Brian, I asked Brian if I, you know, I was, I, I, I wasn't where for our appointment, Brian said, Hey, I'll call you. And I wasn't at that location. So I said, let me call you back. Give me a phone number. And he replied to the email and said, I don't have a phone number. <laughs> and I was like, well, you're going to call me on a phone, aren't you? But again, is another example of him being very protective of the inputs that he's allowing to, into his life so he can do deep work. And that's what the book is all about. Fantastic read. You should read it. Now, one chapter I just want to highlight, this has gone a little bit longer, but I think it's valuable, is there the last chapter called Drain the Shallows. How many of you, just, and, and be honest, you don't have to raise your hand. Nobody's watching. Nobody's seeing. Nobody's listening to you. <laughs> How many of you, when you find yourself at the grocery store in line or in line anywhere, immediately pull out your phone and start checking stuff? Okay, this is a more personal question, so please don't answer it. How many of you, when you go to the bathroom, take your phone with you so you can check what's going on on the New York Times or ESPN or anything else. We, we've all gotten so addicted. I'm going to use that word. Habitually addicted to filling any empty space 
with what I would argue is useless information. And so Drain the Shallows is a chapter about just reclaiming boredom a little bit, like learning it's okay to be bored. And the argument is more than just an idea. There's science behind this argument that we've got to rewire our brains to do deep work. In store, I sort of think of it instead of having a brain that's a mile wide and an inch deep, we've got to rewire our brains to be an inch wide and a mile deep. Now, there are some of us who don't need to do that. Cal even talks about that. Sometimes, like some of your, sometimes our jobs won't allow for that. But for those of us who are interested in doing deep work that has a meaningful impact on the world, this book's amazing amazing. So that's Deep Work by Cal Newport. We have put a link in Amazon, uh, an Amazon link below to the book so you, to make it convenient for you. And with that, thank you for listening to Behavior Gap Radio. And let me just mention, if you like what's going on at Behavior Gap Radio, make sure you sign up for our newsletter. And last thing, feedback, always welcome. Let me just make sure you know the best way to get feedback to the team here is hello at behaviorgap.com. Hello at behaviorgap.com. And for my UK, Australia, South Africa, you know, friends outside the United States, remember Behavior Gap is spelled, (laughs) from your perspective, incorrectly without the U.